From iHeartMedia, this is Missing in Alaska, the story of two congressmen who vanished in 1972, and my quest to figure out what happened to them. I'm your host, John Walczak. Okay, so one of the most important tasks I gave you was to help me track down photos of the missing plane, a white and orange Cessna 310C, tail number N1812H. Because not only did the plane disappear, so too did any photographic evidence of it. I had never seen a photo of the plane, neither had anyone I interviewed. That's why I asked for your help. I reported that Don Johns, the pilot, bought the plane around 1970 and then repainted it. Via registration records, I figured out that, specifically, he purchased it in April 1972. So any photos showing the plane with its final paint scheme, as it looked the day it disappeared, would have to have been taken during a six-month span in 1972. Finding such photos would allow us to compare the missing plane's tail to a description of tail wreckage located by Bob Martinson, the fisherman, in Port Etches, sometime around 1980. Then we could better determine whether or not what Bob found belonged to the Begich Boggs plane or another plane. Unfortunately, we are still looking for those photos, the Holy Grail photos. But I do have good news. With your help, we found other photos of the plane, two photos, actually, taken during the 1960s. These are the first known photos of the plane, the only known photos of the plane. And even though they're not the Holy Grail photos, they are important for history's sake. About two months ago, we heard from a listener named Brian Power, a pilot, aviation preservationist, and entrepreneur. At first, even with his expertise, Brian couldn't find any photos of the plane. Like me, he dug through old newspaper articles, Cessna ads, etc. Nothing. So Brian took a different approach. Looking at the registration records, he saw that the plane was based in Texas for about six and a half years, from November 1960 through March 1967. In fact, it was based in a town that shares his name, Bryan, Texas, which is right next to College Station and Texas A&M University. At the time, fewer than 50,000 people lived in the area. So Brian, the pilot, made an educated guess that the plane was stored at a local airport, Easterwood Airport. He started combing through Texas A&M's digitized archives, looking for any photos taken at Easterwood in the 60s. And he quickly found two black and white images that appeared to show a Cessna 310C at Easterwood. One was taken in 1961, The other is undated, but also appears to have been taken in the 60s. These two photos appear to show the same plane, the same Cessna 310C. The question was whether or not they showed our plane, N1812H. Odds were that, yes, they did. Because Cessna only produced 260 310Cs. So the odds of a 310C being photographed twice at Easterwood in the 60s and not being our plane, were relatively low. But that wasn't enough. We needed more evidence. Unfortunately, the plane's tail number is not visible in either image. Frustrating, I know. 
So once again, I turn to two pilots whose help has been invaluable, Mike Travis and another man who prefers to remain anonymous. The three of us comb through airworthiness records for our plane, looking for unique features that could help determine whether or not the Easterwood plane was indeed our plane. And the answer is almost certainly, yes, it is our plane. First off, after seeing the Easterwood images, we immediately knew that we were looking at either a Cessna 310B, C, or early model D. These three models had straight tails. Later models had angled tails, swept tails. The Easterwood photos show a 310 with a straight tail. With that, we moved on to a list of optional equipment that our plane, the missing plane, had, including one, a rotating beacon on top of the vertical stabilizer, two, a taxi light on the lower nose landing gear strut, and three, a DARE ILS antenna on the nose. Both Easterwood photos show a rotating beacon. One shows a taxi light, and one might show a nose antenna. It's hard to tell. So far, everything we saw indicated that the Easterwood plane was our plane. The critical evidence ended up being two additional antennas. Initially, our plane had a Lear 2217A, which is shaped like a shark fin. But in November 1960, the Lear antenna was removed and replaced with an ARC A-13B, which also has a very distinct shape. And guess what? Both Easterwood photos, the Texas photos taken in the 60s, show this antenna, the ARC A-13B. Furthermore, yet another antenna, an ARC A-15, which basically looks like a metal rod bent at a 90 degree angle, was also installed on our plane at a particular spot on its airframe after it left the factory. And in one of the Easterwood photos, the higher resolution photo, you also see this antenna. So both photos located by Brian Power show a Cessna 310C located at Easterwood Airport during the 1960s with the right optional equipment and the right antennas installed at the right locations. This is very strong evidence that the Easterwood plane is our plane, N1812H, the plane that later disappeared in Alaska while carrying Congressman Hale Boggs and Nick Begich. This is why I ask for your help. Because now, MIA is a we, not a me. It's about what we can find, what we can accomplish. We just found the first known photos of a famous missing plane, the only known photos of the plane. So keep digging. Who knows? Maybe we'll find the Holy Grail photos, photos of the plane taken between April and October 1972. Heck, maybe we'll even find the plane itself. And one last thing. One of these photos, the Easterwood photos, appears to show a de-ice boot on the plane's tail. So it appears we found photographic evidence of what we reported based on documents in episode 11, tail end, that the missing plane did have icing equipment. Equipment that, for some reason, the NTSB did not mention in its final accident report. Equipment that undermines the theory that the plane was brought down by ice.
Ben Bolin is our executive producer. Paul Deccant is our supervising producer. Chris Brown is our assistant producer. Seth Nicholas Johnson is our producer. Sam Teagarden is our research assistant. And I'm your host and executive producer, John Walzak. You can find me and the photos on Twitter at at John Walzak, J-O-N-W-A-L-C-Z-A-K. This week, I have a fun task for you. I want you to read a new book by John Billman called The Cold Vanish, Seeking the Missing in North America's Wildlands. It's captivating, a book of adventure and mystery written with empathy. I read it in two days. It focuses on people who disappear on public lands, in wild places, and a father's hunt for his missing son. Again, it's called The Cold Vanish. Special thanks to Brian Power, Mike Travis, and The Third Pilot, who asked to remain anonymous. And thank you to Cushing Memorial Library and Archives at Texas A&M University. Archives again, y'all. Support them. Missing in Alaska is a co-production of iHeartMedia and Greenfort Media.